2: Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, it's always a pleasure to have joining us on the show, Amos Giora from the University of Utah. We often look to Amos as we look at things in the Middle East and Israel in particular. And, of course, we've been bemoaning all of the challenges going on in Washington, D.C. with American politics. Uh, Amos, you're going to be involved in a, a conversation and a dialogue about some Israeli politics coming up this Sunday. Tell us about it.
1: So, indeed, uh, call on me. The synagogue, the, con- the congregation in town, is hosting a, a chat this Sunday at 1030 to discuss the recent Israeli election and more current than that, the formation of the new government and where is Israel and where are Israeli politics headed. And the conversation opened to the public 1030 this Sunday at Kol Ami.
2: Uh, wonderful. And uh, I know that Rabbi Spector is going to be the moderator, and I'm just going to say a prayer for Rabbi Spector because uh, with you and Laura Green and uh, Matthew Weinstein on there, uh, that that is going to be a challenge extraordinaire.
1: I'll tell the rabbi you said that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I love love all of you, and that will be uh, an amazing conversation. So give us just a little sneak peek uh, in terms of, one, uh, just for our listeners, give them a little update in terms of where things are uh, with the formation of the new government uh, and what that actually means and kind of where you hope the discussion goes on Sunday.
1: Well, I begin with the second question first. I think the important thing is to use the opportunity to educate the public and you know, disparate viewpoints, disparate perspectives. Mm. Everybody has their own take on, on Israeli politics. Today, I just came back the other day from Israel, deeply invested, involved in what's happening there. But again, from my perspective, any opportunity like this to inform, engage, interact with, with, with people. And, you know, I'm I'm older than you. I don't really care if people agree with me or disagree with me. The whole point of these opportunities is to to engage and to have an interaction. That I think is what's most important.
2: Yeah, those those conversations are the critical piece. Give us a give us a sense uh, since you were in uh, Israel just recently. I know you just flew back this week. Uh, give us a sense of uh, what is it? What is the feeling on the ground? What's the general sense of the of the public in terms of where things are and where things are headed?
1: I can give you the answer of, and I'm very open about this because I write about this. My tribe, which is. Uh, moderate left, or what we call it, America center left, is deeply, deeply upset. I want to be very careful with the language. The, the Netanyahu government, which is, like any parliamentary system, is a coalition government. His coalition partners are two religious parties and two orthodox parties, and it is not an exaggeration to say that the sum total is an extreme right-wing government, with clear racism, clear homophobia, I would suggest even elements of fascism, and I'm using these words very carefully. And there are three targets for this government. One is the evisceration of of the judiciary, of the legal system. Two is the, the weakening of the police. And three is a weakening of the media, public television. And the reason that, Netanyahu agreed that they be as coalition parties. The exchange, the deal is that he's on trial himself, and the working assumption is that the deal is he agrees to their demands. In return, they will work to, to withdraw the trial, to end the trial, to cancel the trial, to put the trial in abeyance. This will be a very, very, very financially expensive government. He is totally opening up the public coffers to the Orthodox parties, and they're endlessly... Um, for me, outrageous demands. I don't know where the money will come from. So that's my tribe. The other tribe, I assume, that has long felt that the Supreme Court has played too significant of a role is reveling in the, the proposals that were announced last night, which will significantly weaken the court, do away with any sense of separation of powers. And if you believe in democracy, whether you are from the right or the left, but separation of powers and checks and balances are the A B C of, of democracy and of rule of law and Netanyahu's government the proposals last night are singularly focused exactly on that. And today there was a very, very important hearing before the Supreme Court about the appointment of some of a specific individual to the cabinet. He's been convicted either two or three times and because of a, of a plea bargain with the previous attorney general, who I worked with while serving in the IDS who utterly failed in his job, it was not closed, closed as in sealed, whether he could continue serving in government. And there was a six-hour hearing today before the Supreme Court. And what's most problematic is there's a thing called an override law that the government's going to introduce that whatever decision holding the Supreme Court makes, the parliament, the commissive, will have the right to override, and that is the essence of evisceration of of the legal system. So when I tell you that my tribe is distressed, I think that's the most correct word. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of
2: lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm gonna die today.
1: Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela.
2: They said, you need to give us your phone, And, and looking at those uh, three components, I think is is so vital. It's, it's like what could possibly go wrong if you're going after the judiciary, the the police, and the media. And the media. Those, the media. <laughs> those, those are kind I, of the I trifecta. Know, I,
1: I mean, it is it is a trifecta. Added to that, that of the three extreme right wing parties, um, the head of one of them, a guy named uh, uh, Itamar Ben he's the one who on Tuesday went up to the Temple Mount, and that has caused a highly negative reaction, not only from the Biden administration, but from uh, the European Union and also from Arab countries. And if Netanyahu dreamt of uh, uh, enhancing the Abrahamic Accords to, to make a deal with the Saudis, which was something that he articulated, I think that will come to a crashing end, because there's no way that any Arab leader can meet with Netanyahu now Given that a member of his own government went to the Temple Mount, which is complicated politically, but is a red herring for the Arab world. It, it, ben Gvir, who I've been following thirty years—I mean, not following politically, but tracking him—various positions in the IDF. He is a—he's been in, convicted. I don't know how many times for incitement and violence. And he today is the minister of—I of, um, what used to be, I'd call it a public security. It is so rich and with irony
2: that there are no words. Yeah! Wow. Uh, well, that will be a fascinating discussion on Sunday. Uh, it's called the Sunday Schmooze, which uh, gives it some some real heft yep. there.
1: <laughs> you know what? You know what Schmooze is.
2: <laughs> Give us the official definition.
1: Schmooze in Yiddish. Schmooze in Yiddish is just people sitting around and, and chatting.
2: I love that. Schmooze. It's just a Smooth. That's good. And yeah, we're gonna and ele- <laughs> we do that a lot. Exactly. Uh, well, it is gonna be a great event. Again, it's ten thirty AM to noon on Sunday, and uh, the panel is awesome. Uh, Rabbi Specter will do a great job and will be exhausted at the end, and so I'm gonna send him a gift basket as well. And uh but Ava's great perspective is always on uh, all things Israeli politics and some very important things because these have real ramifications for the region. Uh, and for us right here at home in the United States.
1: And I I will leave you with this. For American Jews who are invested in Israel, this government is going to call into question their continued relationship with Israel. Mm. Mm. This is no laughing matter.
2: Yeah. Great, uh, great perspective as always. It will be an elevated conversation, I guarantee you. And as Amos said, it's not about agreeing on everything. It's about listening uh, and having the dialogue and getting to the better place. So, Amos, thanks so much for joining us today. We look forward to that on uh, Sunday morning.
1: Thank you, my friend.
2: Always great to talk to Amos Giora, and that will be a great conversation. There is some chaos in Israeli politics. There's a lot of chaos going on here at home. We have just begun the nomination process for the 10th round of voting for Speaker of the House. We are listening now to a nomination speech for Hakeem Jeffries from the Democratic side. We'll wait to see... Who is put up next uh, in terms of any alternate candidates, whether Representative Donald's is again on the ballot or if Representative Hearns is also on the ballot again? Uh, And my guess is we'll continue with a similar result here for round 10. I don't think anybody gets to the magic number of 218. So as we round out the day today, again, a lot of hard politics, a lot of challenging conversations. I want to round out and go back to uh, Senator Ben Sass, his uh, concluding floor speech on the floor of the United States Senate, where he talked about, in the end, we just need to look to the founders and the builders of this nation who came before us to look ahead. The heroes of American history The folks that we put in marble all around this capital know that this country gets to write its own destiny. Generation after generation fought to make this a better and a freer and a more just place. And theirs is the example that we should follow. The folks like Abraham Lincoln, Susan B. Anthony, and Martin Luther King, they were too busy building. Let the same be said of those who would aspire to serve in this place. Let the Senate be the Senate again. Such an important message, I think, for all of us, uh, that if we do our part, this place that we call America can be a better, freer, more just nation. We get to write the history. We get to write the future. But we have to be like Abraham Lincoln, like Dr. Martin Luther King, like Susan B. Anthony. We have to be less concerned with grievance and more focused on gratitude. In fact, we have to make sure that we do, as Senator Sass said, to be so busy building that we don't have time for anything else. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion for news.
0: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America.